This podcast is given to you by Arloka David Smith, teacher and founder of the Dharma Mind Buddhist Group. For more information, please go to dharmamind.net. My last talk was, uh, I gave you a list that <clears throat> went to make up the spiritual principles. Um, a very important um, aspect of our training and something that we, may, we need to, to, to recognize and to acknowledge. And uh, because it is the heart, it is, it is the spirit of what we do. It's not the technical side of things um, so much as the, as the attitude, our application to the training, to life. Because, it, because, because spiritual spiritual path embraces the whole of life. Um, and it's really nurturing that spirit, which is crucial um, I noticed on the list the one thing that's missing, which is which is quite good, really. Well, it's it, it's what it's what it's what directs the spiritual path, at least for for us, because I think these principles can be applied, can be used by anybody. This is not this is uh, this is not really a Buddhist list. Um, I would say, I would say, anybody on a spiritual path. I mean, we're, we're not. The, the spiritual path isn't exclusive to us people, but it does have characteristics that that does make us that does make it different. And that one feature that does make it different to us that gives it uh, gives it direction is um, is our meditation. And the type of meditation that we use, whatever that may be, but whatever comes under the umbrella of Buddhist meditation, which is on offer through the traditions and schools that go back, which for for many, this is considered to be the be-all and end-all and all that really matters. Um, but if you're on a spiritual path, it's 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 a feature. You, you might you might argue it's it's the main feature. It's the number one. It's the most important, possibly, because it it does it does help to condition the whole the whole uh, application of our of our training and the and the direction, if you like, or the aspiration that that we have. I think that's important. But the spiritual path say is for anybody, and not having a. On, on that list, not having a meditation um, as being one of the features, uh, it's I think very interesting because it then means the spiritual path. I say is for everybody, but it's also for people who like to consider themselves to be Buddhist. But for a vast, vast number of people that can't meditate, they can't just sit sit, sit on the cushion and um, pull a meditation together. That it's just simply too difficult. It's not a case of training yourself to do it, but some people just can't um, can't uh, be with that 
degree of intimacy that meditation takes you to and, and begins to open up deeper parts of yourself in that stillness, in that, in that meditation that you, you may be doing. Some people, it's just simply not a place that they can go to. And then they say, well, I can't meditate, therefore I can't practice. And people, and, I, and I've had this, I've had people come to me with this, saying, well, I can't practice, and be very, very upset that they consider themselves, you know, like an outsider. And I think what's, and I've always said, well, no, 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 hang on. You know, meditation's the be-all and the end-all. It may be an important feature, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean to say, you know, if you can't pull it together, you've got to go and do something else. Um, and I try to encourage people to, uh, you know, to accept that and, and absolutely consider themselves to be on the Buddha's path and to nurture all the other features of the path that don't re- require you to sit, to, to sit in, 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 in meditation. And um, hopefully that's encouraged a few. And if you look at this, the spiritual path, spiritual principles, as defined here, as I say, there's no sitting meditation, and yet it's full of um, aspects of our... Um, our, our makeup of, of getting to know ourselves that we can that we can put in put into place that we can begin to cultivate and regard that as very much moving in the right direction. I mean, I, I would always say ultimately, you know, if you really want to take this take this into a, into a, into a great depth, um, you know, what meditation offers really has to be has to be. Um, Approached and maybe at this moment you can't do it. Doesn't mean to say that in the future you you uh, you won't be able to do. It. You will be able to come to it and and, and, give, and give it another go. And also those those of us, the lots of us that can actually sit on the ground but consider themselves to be a rubbish meditator, and they're not really meditating at all. They're sort of going through the motions and say, "Well, I'm not getting anywhere," and all that sort of business that, that comes up. Well, if that really discourages you and say, well, I'm not really practicing because I don't have a, um, a meditation that's sort of going somewhere, um, you know, th- this this can be very encouraging that, you know, that's, never mind, you do your best. That's all anybody can do. You do your best and that's not the be-all and the end-all. And it means you have to go and do something else. Absolutely not. There's a whole life to live is a whole life to open up to your your own life and to life in general, for you to get to know and get to see and get to see your relationship with with yourself and with and with the world, um, and and how you and how you conduct yourself in in life is all part of is all part of the path. It's all part of that spiritual path, not some, you know something on the side which may or may not be important and, and, and you know as is as is happening so much as I touched on the other day it's one of my things that that um, upsets me about 
you know, the coming of Western Buddhism, how it's sanitizing itself, it's shoring off, it's, it's, it's getting rid of all the stuff that it considers not to be necessary, that's not, um, uh, that they don't need to bother themselves with, so that it becomes some sterile, two-dimensional, logical um, thing that they follow, Goal, very, very goal-orientated um, at all costs, and and really getting rid of, as I say, ejecting so much around what they around what they consider to be the, the edges that, that are not necessary and uh, don't make sense. Um, to me, is a, ser- a very, very serious error. And whilst they may be on some some pursuing some technique and going somewhere with this meditation uh, I don't know whether they would consider themselves to be on a spiritual path or not I suspect a lot of them wouldn't uh, and it's really how you, how you define a spiritual path and you know whether people would I think probably a lot of people in the West these days who consider themselves to be Buddhist but not on the spirit. I don't know. I don't. I don't really get it. To be honest with you, it seems like there's so much. There's so much pulling around going on with this that that I I, I don't I don't understand it. People aren't embracing it as it's as it's offered. It's all being it's all been reshaped. Well, to suit me, of course, to suit my my way of um, wanting to do things. No sense of doing something that I don't understand that I find particularly difficult, of which the spiritual path is full of things that are very difficult. In fact, every every aspect of the spiritual path is, is a challenge. Well, at least most of us will find all, all the principles of spiritual path to be a challenge, but it's something that, that we nurture. And we ought, to real, we ought to embrace these challenges as being not some incidental... But unless you actually get all this right, you're not creating the environment for fulfilment. You'll get something. You always get something out of meditation. A meditation technique will always get give you something. If you sit on your backside and be still for a while, you can contemplate a marmalade jar if you like. You'll get something from that. Just that that touch that the, the very sense of stillness of just being still for a while can have a, a very profound effect on your life and change so much but the problem is you think oh well, like, oh, wow, this is it I'm, I'm doing it I've done it well, you're not you're scratching you're just touching something that's 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 way 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 beyond that that you're getting that fruit that you're getting but somehow you think because you get that much, you, you, you've got it right, you don't need to do anything else. Um, well, you know, the, 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 the nature of reality is that it's not a thing and it doesn't have a beginning and an end. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't have, it's not like a, an off, off, off and on thing. It's something that, that, that just goes into infinity in different layers, if you like, different levels. Um, <clears throat> and because you scratch one level, you think you've done it. You've only just begun, and it will not. You will not get the fulfilment that's promised. You'll get something, 
but the promise of the spiritual path in the Buddhist context is, is, is far, far greater than anything that you will um, experience simply by following techniques. And, you know, what I've always, I've always had a, to me, to me, there's, there's one feature of the spiritual, was one feature of what I would consider the, to be the spiritual path that has to be in place. If it's not in place, I don't understand how you can call this a spiritual path. You can call it whatever you like. But I don't, and I don't understand how you can call it a spiritual path if you're not prepared to take on, open up with trust, Maybe, maybe that's all you've got. That there is something greater than me present. And very much the spiritual path is very much a turning into focusing and opening and and cultivating, uh, discovering that part of you that's, that's, that's a mystery. Dare I use that word? It's a mystery that defies logic, that defies formulas, um, that, that, won't, that won't ever be grasped and understood by the Western ego. It can't. It's impossible. And this is why we don't bother with it, because it doesn't fit into my framework. But to me, unless you're prepared to embrace that, then I don't... I don't see how you can call it a spiritual path. I, I would imagine a lot of people, Buddhists these days, wouldn't even say they're on a spiritual path. But um, so for me, that <clears throat> unless you're prepared to give that space, at least in theory, even if it's something that's very difficult for you to embrace, um, give it space within your mandala of understanding of aspiration if you if you can't do that then i don't quite get how you can call this a spiritual path because spiritual path to me has nothing to do with the dualistic mind it's not it's not it's not a part of our conditioning if it it is a part of the conditioning i don't see how it can be called spiritual because to me then that that is that is relating to the unconditioned and it's that it's that opening and and beginning to acknowledge and open up to the unconditioned that that takes this away from just following a technique, which I've nothing against, but it will have its limits. And you know, this the, the spiritual principles here. What what opens that, that that up is 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 to trust as it's as it stays is to trust your inner guru. What does that mean? That means to to begin to make contact with that part of you that's not a part of your intellect, not a part of your upbringing, your, your intelligence even. And how do you do that? You have to learn to become still, to be open and to look within <clears throat> and bring various features to that, to that, um, quest, if you like, to, to, to begin to make contact with that part of you that, that really doesn't make sense. It's not part of our education. 
doesn't make sense. And you, and you can't defend it. You can't prove it. You'll never prove it. And you and you be you, you do damn well to defend it if you if you, if you're stupid enough to want to argue about it with somebody who, who doesn't agree with you. If you're that, I think you soon learn that there are certain things you just you just don't go near because you're never going to win an argument because you can't prove it. But what you can do is that you can prove it to yourself that there is a part of you that's not a part of this me thing that's dominated your life. And most people think they are that, that that's the beginning and the end of who they are, and there isn't anything beyond that. But it's for you to discover, at least be open to the possibility, not shut the door. You've got, always got to leave the door open to something that's very, that's very subtle and very and very difficult to find. It's not easy to find because it's not something that's sort of in your face. You have to, you have to open to it and search and have this as have this as a part of your of your overall practice and in that and in that searching it requires certain qualities you know it it, it requires you that the self is never going to find it it can't it's impossible so you can't go looking for the self with your intelligence and, and logic and all the rest of it and go looking for this. It, it, it's not going to happen. What you have to do is, is to suspend that, put it to one side, which meditation allows you to do. And in that quiet place, in that quiet place means there is no self. You're beginning to touch a part of you that's not a part of the, of the conditioned. And to open to that, and to and to take refuge in that place, if it, if it is a place at all. There, there you will find your inner guru in that place, your inner nature, your true nature, your Buddha nature, whatever you want to call it. Tibetans love love to call it your inner, your guru. And it's not it's not it's not an object, it's not a thing, but it, it, it it's a part of you that that can be discovered. That actually is not it's not say it's not something other than you you're, you're discovering who you really are that part of you that isn't conditioned that part of you that knows that actually knows the answers to everything actually uh, that's why he's a guru he's a teacher but you have to listen to your teacher and you have to follow and, and take guidance from that and you have to have the right frame of mind in order to communicate, to make connections with your teacher and I think that also applies for in, in, in a more obvious uh, teacher-student relationship actually, it's the same thing you have to have the right mind, a mind that's empty not a mind that knows that, that's got it all sussed out got to put it, but whatever's heard is put in boxes um, but rather have a spirit of openness, of allowing it to go into you without Picking and choosing without without opinions, have that mirror-like quality. But that that part of you that's receptive, that open, that can can absorb without opinions, and then digest and see where it takes you. Same with you. Same. It's the same principle. It's actually it amounts to the same thing. That when you are still, you are close to your inner guru. And learn to listen to that, not not with your ordinary mind, 
you have to be in a place of stillness and listen and and begin to to suss it to to begin to well how do i how do i how do I make contact how do I develop a relationship what 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 are the principles that have to be in place in order for me to uh, make that contact so I can begin to listen begin to 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 take guidance to 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 be guided not necessarily in a you know in a, in in a verbal way but in in a, in an intuitive way what what needs to be in place for me to pick up those signals as it were that are being continually sent that we that we we never receive because the self is always in the way it blocks all these things so we have to we have to find out well how what what skill what skillful means do i need in order to in order to find my my teacher my real teacher we can go wandering the world looking for a teacher out there and then and then you know most of us never find that but we wonder and we can do all sorts and try all sorts and spend so much time and energy look, looking looking for a teacher out there whereas that teacher yes of course they're very important but there's an even more important teacher because if you can make contact with your inner teacher truly truly in a, in, a, in an authentic way not in a deluded way not in a way that you convince yourself but you genuinely find your inner inner guru you don't need anyone on the outside actually as it happens but you just need a a teacher on the outside as it were to teach you how to find a teacher on the inside so it's like two steps if you like that's that because it's so subtle and it's so it's so it's so uh, unique it, it, it isn't something you've ever done so you can't refer to, you can't you don't have the experience with other 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 um you know other experiences that will help you you've got to discover the the, the unique qualities that are needed in order to in order to find that that inner that inner self that inner the true self you do the guru the one that knows the one that sees the one that knows and the one that's always 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 willing to help and guide you if you're willing to listen it's the one of love and compassion there's nothing else and he wants nothing in return actually there's no self-interest whatsoever involved with this. It doesn't say, "I'll give you this if you give me that." It will give and want nothing in return. So, how do we make that contact? Well, you're not going to do it intellectually. You're not going to work it out with a pencil. So you can forget that one. You forget all your techniques and all your logic. And all your conditioning that takes you somewhere when you want something, you have to learn to suspend all of that. Let it all go. Turn yourself inwards, and look, and feel, and open, and feel if you if if there is something other than me, and ask yourself, well, if there is no me, if I suspended the me, then then what then what is it that's looking? Well, you, I'm clearly alive. I'm clearly there's something else going on here. If if I've suspended the self. And that's not here anymore. So there's a clue for you to start with. That actually, maybe you are present with something other than 
other than the, the thing that you're normally used to being present with, which is the self. But how do we, what do we need to put in place? And this is, these are the principles of the spiritual path, one of, one of learning to surrender. Now, there's a big word. There's, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a concept that, that jars hugely with the Westerner. In the Western mind, surrender, giving very da- it, it is potentially dangerous in 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 that sense that the spiritual path does require you to to, to surrender, and you've got to understand what the word surrender means. That doesn't mean to become some passive thing that you just allow yourself to be taken over by somebody and things, <clears throat> so that you become their well, their servant really, their slave. There, they do anything with you. And you become this mindless thing where you just give in to the first thing that you're told um, without question. That's not surrender. That's a very dangerous surrender. And it's certainly not a spiritual surrender. It's certainly not a, a, a dharmic surrender. Surrender is, is, is to realize more and more <clears throat> this thing that, that's, that's in the way, that's, that's, that's preventing you from realizing who you are that's creating the suffering the thing that wants to be in control the the, the conceit that we get the thing that the, the thing that thinks that it knows that it doesn't need anybody or anything i can work it all out i don't need um, i don't need advice um, and, and and have that, that sense of control that, that the self is always demanding, the self is always wanting, is that we need to see that, that that is precisely the issue, that there is this part of us that wants to be in control all the time. And we have to learn, if we can find, see, see that as, as something that needs to be looked at, and you've come to that realisation yourself, so you're not just following blindly, but you actually see that 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 the part of what what needs what needs to be done in order to commune with who you really are, you need to give you, you need to start giving something up, and that's this self thing, the thing that gets in the way, the thing that seems to think that it knows that will will always always having an answer for everything will never. Will never, will, will never, will never surrender. Will never give itself up, <clears throat> but always be jumping around, so that it, it's always got that sense of, sense of control. See that, see that conceit, see that ego, and see that in order to find that part within you, you can't go there with that mind. You've got to give that mind up. And see, and, and what we do, and what I think all 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 spiritual disciplines, all, I think all religions actually, probably since the beginning of time, is that is that discovered that one of the greatest ways of of giving up this conceit is by bowing the head. And I think that's pretty universal. It goes back forever, whether it's to you know whether it's to an external god. Or whether it's to the sun, or or to nature, or or whatever, but there's always this sense that when you bow the bow your head, you are you are acknowledging something greater than yourself, which is an absolute affront to the ego. 
And that's really the, the sort of principle there, is that you are acknowledging that there is something. You are prepared to accept there is something greater than me, the self, the, the I. There is something greater than me, and that, that that I thing is the thing that's in the way. And so by bowing your head, you're learning to surrender it. You're giving it up. It's a, it's a very it's a, an incredibly skillful way and a very powerful way. If you truly if you bow in, in the correct way, not just do it mindlessly in something that's expected of you, and, and you do it out of routine and habit and all the rest of it. But if you actually really get the spirit of, of why you're bowing the head, that is that is a very very big thing. And in many ways, you see that all this training is is about bowing your head. You know, and that can be very challenging for us Western people because the one thing we don't do, one thing that we've been taught not to do in our lives is to bow our head. We are not going to succeed if we're going to bow our head. We're going to succeed if we walk around like this and then we're going to be successful in this life. These are the values that we've taken on board. Then you come to the spiritual path and it's the complete opposite. It has a danger that, of course, you can end up being, being, being owned, being being controlled by other people, and and it happens. Teachers have can have great power over over their students, over their disciples, and lots of things have gone wrong through history and in modern times. And therefore, or we don't surrender because it's too dangerous. It is dangerous, but you've got to see the dangers. You can't then eject it because because it's gone wrong in places. It's it's because it's been it's been abused, misunderstood, and it's for you to see that see is not that to be good enough for you not to go there. We don't do surrender. As in Buddhism, I've heard it. We don't do surrender, and I think I think there's something. When you bow your head, you are surrendering. Why are you surrendering? What what's the purpose of it? And the purpose of it is is so that you can discover that part of you that's not a part of that conceit. That conceit has to be out the way. If you're carrying that conceit, it won't happen. That me thing, that actually you see is the, is the source of your trouble. This is why you suffer. This is why you. You know, we have the angst of life. It's because there is a part of you that thinks that it knows everything and that it's going gonna, it's gonna to take you through life. And it just crashes and bangs and makes so many mistakes on, on all sorts of levels. And it's not in harmony, not in touch, not in touch, never mind in harmony, with how things really are. And it's only when, when you're in touch and in harmony with how things really are, are you free? Then you're free. Then you don't suffer anymore. And the suffering is caused by that that me thing that wants to be in control that that, that defies defies the, or tries to defy the laws of nature and make the world the way I want it to be. It's got to it's, it's got to it's got to create problems, hasn't it? <clears throat> That's what we're giving up. You've got to see why you're giving it. You're not doing it because you're told to do it and, and, and you running the danger of just becoming enslaved to somebody who then exerts power over you. You've got to see that. So, well, no, I'm not doing it because of that. And if you see the dangers, then it's okay. And then you're, then you're engaging with something that's, that's essential 
if you want to cultivate the spiritual path. Because the spiritual path does mean surrender. Sorry. You can't, you can't have yourself and, 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 and walk the spiritual path at the same time. It, it, it's a contradiction. It's a complete contradiction. And so learning to do that is, is, is massive for us people. We don't want to bow our heads. And you see, I've mentioned this before. You watch Western people when they do bow. It's quite, it's almost comical watching them. Is that we're prepared to do anything other than bow their heads? We are, we are prepared to do anything. It's such an affront to us. I mean, it's such a hot, hot space. Well, there you are. What's that telling you? What's the big deal about putting your head on the ground? Well, clearly, it is a big deal. It's such a, it's such, it's so symbolic of 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 of, of a challenge to this thing that wants to be in control all the time. But we have to learn to nurture that. And whilst we nurture it, and because we need to nurture it, you won't you won't discover that part of you. You won't find your inner guru, that part of you which is, which is waiting for you, and and, you, and for, for you to acknowledge is far greater than you. That you bow your head to something that's far superior to you, and that you know that that's to me is what surrender is about. I don't care if people have abused it which they have but that doesn't mean to say that we then got to eject it that's called throwing the baby out with the bathwater. is that you've got to understand it you've got to understand the danger see it see it for what it is see the danger the, the, the dangerous place where you're walking and be ever vigilant and, and ever be on guard that you don't become a victim of, of, of misunderstanding what that means to surrender. Because unless you are prepared to surrender, I don't think you, you, you can you can fulfil this path. You you can't have you can't have your cake and eat it, you can't have yourself and, and, and awakening at the same time. We have to learn to nurture <clears throat> what needs to be given up in order to discover who we truly are. And that is this this self thing, you know. How real or how unreal it is, it is is irrelevant for us. For us, it's as real as anything is real. Never mind if ultimately, you know, it, it, it isn't like that at all. We are still nevertheless possessed by it and controlled by it. So we take it. It's a paradox, if you like. And it's something that you need to look at. You need to look at it in a, in a direct way, and that and that willingness to give that self up. But so much of this is 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 is, is fashioned around around that 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 willingness to to uh, to bow your head, to 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 um, surrender, to give up. I think it's another word. Is to give up. Is to give up what's precious to you. This precious. This precious notion of self and all the things that it holds on to, and won't and won't give up. Is is another. Is another. Is another feature of, of humility. Humility, you know. I mean, we we don't do humility in our culture. Humility is a sign of weakness. We've got to be strong. You've got to be out there and show people I can look after myself, I can be successful. I, 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 I. 
You don't do humility. Surrender, bowing your head is an act of humility. But it's all. But it's. But it's. But it's. If it's seen and known in, in its in its genuine application, it, it is a way of of giving up this preciousness of me and all that I I hold on to. And a part of that, of course, is forgiveness. We don't forgive because it means we have to surrender something. We have to. I'm right. You're wrong. I can't forgive you because I'm right. You know, so we don't forget. We don't. You know, we, it's not something that we do very easily. And when we, and when we do forgive, I mean, that's you know, we we can regard that as quite a big quite a big step for us. And and when you do forgive, you're letting something go, aren't you? You're letting something that you've just previously been holding on to. I'm right. You know, you've hurt me. You've done this to me, and I'm not going to forgive you. So you're holding on. To, you're holding on to a self view. You've, you've hurt my self view. You've hurt my feelings. Me. It's all me. What else is it? It's all me. You've hurt me. No, I'm not going to. I'm, I'm going to hold on to that to that pain because because it, it reinforces me, and 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 I've and I'm and I've I've got I've got more. You know, I'm more of a human than what you are. You're, you're, you're not a nice person, and you hold on to these things. Some, some we can very often hold on to these things for the whole of our lives. Something that happened to us decades ago. I'm not going to forgive you. I'm going to carry this until the day I die, and watch it eat you away. Actually. That, that you become the victim of the very thing that you're holding on to, absolutely. But maybe you can actually forgive somebody, and when you forgive somebody, you're letting go. You're letting go of some. You're letting go of a part of me, the me that the me that's been holding on, that's been offended in some way, whatever the scenario, all sorts of possibilities. But you're 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 willing you're willing you're willing to let that go, giving a bit of bit of, a bit of yourself up. I mean that 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 is that forgiveness is 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 it's an act of humility. It's an act of surrender. You're surrendering something that you you've been holding on to. And and you know I don't know, you know if it's something that that, that you do, but how often you know if you can let something go that you're holding, how free you can feel afterwards, the sense of spaciousness and free, the lightness that you can feel, and and realize how. Something you've been carrying for so long that actually you're the victim of it. You're making yourself the victim of it. It's nothing to do with the person who inflicted this thing in the first place. You're the one who's made, actually made made the problem. But you you know you can muscle up, and that's not an easy thing to do, you know. And it, it, it is it is um, you know quite a, quite a, quite a rare thing. But you know what's even I think even more more difficult. In terms of humility, of giving up something that you're holding on to that you can't let go, is to have that sense of forgiveness towards yourself. Can you forgive yourself for not being the perfect person who you think you should be, that you haven't achieved in life what you think you should have achieved? 
that you're not that you see all all the the, the so the apparent faults that you've got and imperfections that you've got that you that you that you uh, reinforce continually and and make a problem and, and not like yourself and hold on and hold on to these things that you think you shouldn't be that this is not something that you want to be but you hold on and when you hold on you just reinforce and then you end up disliking yourself hating yourself can you can you can you give those attachments up can you give those things up can you forgive yourself because i think that, that i think this this is what this training is about is learning to forgive yourself and when you forgive yourself you learn to like yourself and you come into wholeness, you, you, you become light, you don't carry anything, there's no more burdens, you become light and free and spacious. Can you do that? Can you forgive yourself? And that's an act of humility, an act of surrender, of bowing your head, the conflict that you have, and the view that you have, I don't like, I don't like me, I'm this, I'm this sort of a person that I don't like. That's, it. that's just an opinion, that's just a view. A self-view, a self not liking the self. Can you surrender that? I think that's. I think it's very difficult to forgive other people in life, as I think most of us have experienced. But I think it's considerably more difficult to actually forgive yourself. But that's the main one. And if you can forgive yourself, learn to forgive yourself, learn to let go of your self-view your negative self-view that you have of yourself. By definition, you'll, begin to, you'll forgive everybody else as well, actually. You can't, you can't be at peace with yourself and be in conflict with others. It's not possible. If you truly forgive yourself, you forgive the whole world, actually. You forgive everybody in it and everything, everything that's going on, actually. That's what that that's the profundity of forgiveness, which is humility, which is surrender, which is the spiritual part. And when you and when you do that, you begin to clear away the, the barriers that, that that you've erected between this thing, this self thing, and who you really are. And you can begin to touch, begin to discover your inner guru, the thing that's waiting for you. But you have to do the work. You have to be skillful on doing it. You have to. You have to go to your inner guru. Don't expect, as the self would be. Oh yes, I'll me- I'll make friends with you. I'll meet you halfway. Which is what we do, generally with each other, when we want to be friends with people. I'll meet you halfway. You give me something, I'll give you something, and I'll meet you in the middle, and we'll be friends. You can't do that with your inner guru. You've got to give up. You've got to surrender and open and not to expect anything back and not expect it to step forward. That's only conceit. There's, there's, there's something new for you that you're not familiar with. But something that you need to learn. And you need to learn it. How, how you go about, how, how you put that skillfulness in place is that you have to learn to give up this me. Because that's that's the nub, that's the the top, middle, and bottom of the whole issue. And when you give me up, you will find who you really are. And then that part, who 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 you really are, 
you you can you can sit with in a, in a quiet place. I encourage you to to find quiet times in your life in your day. Never mind on the cushion, where you can clear away the things and begin to discover that part of you which is just sitting there below the surface and open up to it. And you find your peace there because you've given up this thing that wants to be in control, this conceited thing. And you find your true nature, which is at peace. And you are at peace because that's who you really are. And you find that. And in that there, that's not just a peace and, and a nice thing. It's something that, that's just inconceivably intelligent. It knows the answers to everything. And I mean that literally. Everything. And if you, once you really make contact with it in an in a authentic, genuine way, you can ask any question you like and it will give you, give you the answer. Actually, it will rise and you will see. And as it come talking to you, but you will see. You will, you will answer your own questions as it will, so you might think you actually solved your own problems because you've been quiet and you've just given space to the issue and you've left it alone without trying to your smartness just leave it alone ask the question and get out of the way be quiet be still see what happens how often the answer will just rise up oh right oh right where do you think that's come from and it will be the right answer too it won't be wrong it will be the right answer this is finding you're in a guru and you find it you've got to be still you've got to be quiet no compromise with it. You can't be busy and agitated and all over the place and expect to find that part of you. Ain't going to happen. This is why this whole training is about learning to be still, learning to be quiet, learning to be silent, so that we open up and we find that part of us that's been there all the time. That will never desert you because it's who you... It's who you really. It's not separate from. It's not. It's not. It's not God in the sense that that you know God is out there and it's come. It's come within you and sits within you as as, as people will often imagine it to be. God has been with there, been with you all the time. You've never been separated, if if you want to use that provocative word, which of course us Buddhists dare not ever use, but it is only a word. But but that the true meaning of that that word is not duality at all. You've never been separate. In fact, in fact, you are. I, I, I cannot dare say the word who you really are. But you think that you're somehow separate. <clears throat> this is why we suffer. We get lost and confused because we 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 we've lost we've lost our source. We lost who we really are. And then this other bit rises up the things that it knows everything but actually doesn't know doesn't know anything actually it's got everything wrong is in a is in a is in a mode of continual fear of insecurity and never stops grabbing 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 because of its insecurity and it has every right to be insecure actually because actually it doesn't even exist but that, and this is why we lose it. This is why we get lost. We've lost. We've lost our home. And I think the spiritual path is about finding our home. Is to go home and find it. 
that it's already there, it's never gone anywhere. It's us that's wandered off. And that spiritual path, done in conjunction with, as far as we are concerned, is that we use, we use tools of wisdom along the way, uh, which, which we find primarily through the cultivation of meditation, because that is the ultimate experience of stillness and silence. And when we find that stillness and silence, we use it skillfully so we can cut ever deeper into the self thing and find its truth and then let, 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 let it go, understand it and let, and let it go and then discover what's, what is our inner guru. So it's, you know, it, it, is, it is about cultivating the right antium. It says, Eli, be honest with yourself, you know. If you're not honest with yourself, it means that you're trying to create an image of yourself that actually isn't, isn't true. You want, you're, trying to be, you're trying to be another person other than who you are when you're not being honest, when you tell lies. Never mind about lying to others, but lying to yourself. Not being honest, that you're, you're avoiding yourself. You don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't like what you see, you don't want to be, you don't want to be who you are. So you pretend, you're pretending to be somebody else by going in, into denial about things, things that you don't like, maybe bits, bits of yourself that you don't like. You see, and you just go into denial. Oh, I'm not that. And you put a shutter down there and pretend you're somebody else. Never mind. Of course, that's got to spill out there, hasn't it? So, you, so you, if you can lie to yourself... If you can do that and damn me, it's, it's dead easy to be lying to, to... In fact, you have to lie to other people in order to, in order to preserve the ability to lie to yourself. can't be honest. When, when you're honest, it means you're open. It means you're not in a protective mode. You see that? This is what lying is about. It's, you're trying to protect something. You're, trying to, you're, you're putting a... You're putting a uh, and when you're honest, when you're truly honest, you're, you're, you're exposing yourself. You're not putting anything in the way between you and the situation. Honesty. You've just been really honest. Come hell or often honesty will get you into trouble. Sometimes, sometimes you know, lying, lying can be very fruitful at times, but there'll be a kickback somewhere along the line. And that, and that is putting a, that is definitely, you're estranging yourself, estranging yourself from yourself when you do that. You're pretending to be another person. And, you know, you ain't ever going to get to know who you are when you're trying to pretend that you're somebody else. You've absolutely got to be open and honest and completely naked to yourself and, and look at yourself in the mirror and, and not try to hop this way and hop that way because you don't like what you see. Of course, you, you, know, you may well not like what you see. Of course you will. We're all full of stuff that we don't like. But that doesn't mean to say that you have to avoid it, that you have to pretend it's not there. It's, it will never change, will it? All, you, all you'll ever do is keep reinforcing it. And just think of the tension and the angst and the, all the negativity that you'll get from that. Because you're always ducking and diving all the time. This persona thing, creating an image for yourself, for yourself and for others. 
which is like, stay away from me, don't come near me. That's what, that's what it's all about. The, these things you've got, you've got to, you've, you've got to see, and it's a massive challenge, especially if you're not, if you're used to going the other way, if you're used to lying and, and, and deceiving yourself and others. Um, and, and you start to turn that around, that can be a major, a major, it's also incredibly liberating, but also very frightening along the way, because you, your defences are going. Lying is a, is a defensive mechanism. That's what it is. And so you need to look at right speech. This is a part of the spiritual path may not apply to you when you're sitting on the cushion doing your, doing your fantastic insight practices. Some might think, well, that, that doesn't matter, that's not a part of it. It is. It is. That right speech is, is, is a way of, of taking the barriers down so you can open up, so your insight practice can go deeper and deeper, so you can see, see ever deeper into who you are because you're taking the barriers down. So you have that, that, uh, right speech. Trust in others. Now there's a dangerous one. Isn't that? How many dangerous, it's full of, you know, you trust everybody who you meet. Um, I think you'd probably be walking naked very quickly down the road. With nowhere to nowhere to sleep at night, if you if you did that, of course, you know you know this is about becoming skillful, and we do have to discriminate, and we do have to make choices. But you do, but but we make choices with with skillfulness, not necessarily with self interest. But 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 we look at things, and we we do have to make choices. It's it's called being intelligent. It's called common sense. Common sense is about making choices. That's not. That's not sort of transcendental. Nothing transcendental about that. It's because life is always the the the, the way life is constructed is never in straight lines. It's, it's all over the place, and everything is coming at you from all over the place. So you have to make choices. You have to decide, like like going in a supermarket. You have to make choices. You have to discriminate. In the same way that you know about trusting others. Can you trust? Can you can you give the benefit of the doubt to people? And I know this from my direct experience. And you, and you can see it so often. So when you just suggest somebody to, to somebody to, to, to do something, nothing necessarily world shattering or something. Oh no 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 no! I'm going to do it. There's, there's no sense of adventure that giving the benefit of the doubt, see what happens. That you might actually make a mistake by trusting others. Small thing, just, you know, bits of advice or suggestions or something. Oh, no, 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 I don't do it like that. I'm going to do it my way. That's not trusting other people. I mean, if it's something that, you know, is, like, serious and dangerous and all of us, of course you say, oh, no, hang on a minute. I'm not that stupid. You know, that that's fair enough. You, this is where you've got to learn to discriminate with things. But if, like, in practice, yeah... You know, you're always going into the unknown. You're always going to where you've never been before, and you, and you don't know. But you've got you, you're sort of looking after yourself. And somebody like me comes along and suggests that why don't you try this? Why don't you 
just t- test that about. Oh, no, no, I'm not sure about that. I mean, I'm not out to get you. I don't want anything from you. But, or, 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 you know, just as an example, I mean, I could see, maybe see something that, that you clearly need to look at that clearly is, is something that you're blind to and you need to look at because it, it's definitely, it's, 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 um, it's restricting you, it's impeding you, it's stopping you from, from, from um, opening up to yourself. So I'd say something, oh, no, 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 no. You don't say, oh, okay, I, I'll, I'll, I'll trust you and see, and see how it goes. And if it don't work, well, then you're wrong, aren't you? And I'm right. But I'll, give, but I'll trust you, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give it a go. Can you do that? I know for a fact that I can... I know for a fact that that doesn't happen over and over and over. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, 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 the, but the suggestion is never taken on board because you want to stay in your comfort zone. You want to stay in control and in charge. You're not prepared to trust. But, again, that's all part of... Giving, giving this me thing up, that's all, that's all, that's surrender. If you say, okay, I trust you, that's, you're surrendering something there, you're surrendering something that, that, that wants to be in control. You're taking a chance. This whole, this whole spiritual path is it's about taking a chance. You've always got to be taking a chance with this, otherwise nothing ever, nothing ever changes. You take a chance which means that you're trusting others. You're trusting me or you're trusting the teachings or you're trusting something. You're going into the unknown and you're trusting it. So you trust it. And what you're doing when you trust it is that you're surrendering a part of yourself that wants to be in control, that wants to say, no, oh, no, 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 no. I want to know. I, want to, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't want to take the risk. Can you trust others? Because you can't walk this path without trusting, actually. And lots of people in the world who don't trust, don't trust, wouldn't trust anybody. With, I don't know with anything. There's no, you know, no, no, no sense of, of of giving people the benefit of the doubt at all. It must always be in control all the time. Well, that's self. That's fear. That's. But of course, you do have to discriminate, because if somebody says, well, trust me, walk out in front of that bus, you'll be all right. And you think, well, hang on, I'm quite willing to trust, but that's, that's a bit silly, I'm not going to do that, because if I walk out in front of that bus, it will knock me over. I've got, I'm smart enough, I've got enough common sense to know that that's a really stupid thing to do, and I'm not going to do it. So you discriminate. But you don't have to take that to everything. Take a chance sometimes. And see what happens. And if it don't work out, well, okay, what have you lost? Is it such a big deal? You know, say la vie. Well, you've learned a lesson. Don't do it again. Don't go there again. Or maybe don't trust that person again. Or don't trust that particular thing, whatever it, whatever it may be. But you don't shut down. Always be prepared to take a chance. Always be prepared to step out. That is trusting. That's trusting others. And that's letting go. In order to trust, you have to let go. And to let go means that you're, you're giving up this thing that wants to be in control. 
Are you losing your day? I don't do sitting on the cushion, learning your meditation technique. Okay, doing this is this is your daily life. This is living life, opening up to life. Your relationship with life, you know, and here is gratitude to life. You know, do we have gratitude to life? Are we, or, or do we do do we resent it? I think I think a lot of us resent life. Actually, I think, and I think if we resent life, I think we're missing the point. There's something there for us to learn, because, however it may seem, a lot of the time, it's pretty amazing, pretty amazing trip. Actually, we're all on. Actually, and do we do we do we do we appreciate that? Do we really get it? What what? What we're doing, how we're, what, what, what has been given to us, especially when you look around life and you see the wretched situation so many people are in, never mind animals and stuff, when you look at their lives and, and, how, they, and how they live and what they've got to do to, to survive. We, we have, a, we, we have, a, you know, we have a, a wonderful open forum for us. To, to, to appreciate and to embrace and to live and to take chances because it's always about taking a chance to grow, to learn to grow, to transcend, to discover. We can do all of these things in our human form. Do we, do we see that with gratitude or do we... Or do we recall from it all? And not and miss and miss the point and miss and miss the opportunity. And so it goes on, on and on and on. I'm not even covered all these bits that are the spiritual principles, but it embraces them all. And the one that's at the bottom there it says, "Be courageous." And that's what we need. I could, you know that could be misunderstood. Um, that can be an ego trip. Look how courageous I am. And people often go off and do things to show how courageous they am. They are. So that they can show people how courageous they are. And they're not some wimp, some feeble thing. But look at me, I'm really courageous. That can so easily become, obviously, that's reinforcing the self. And an ego thing, that can, that can happen very, very easily. So you have to be careful when you use the word courageous. And not go banding it around. I actually met an old friend of mine that I haven't seen for 30 years, 40 years. A bit strange character, actually. He used to live, live within, in Oxford before I started travelling. And uh, I think to say he was a bit full of himself it would, would, wouldn't, wouldn't be an exaggeration. Um, and, how, and how wonderful and great he is and what he's done with his life. And he, he told me quite freely how courageous he was. I'm a really courageous person. Oh, I, f- I can't think of anything that's made me more want to cringe than somebody says, you know, I'm really courageous. <laughs> you don't say things like that, even if, even if you are, actually. Because, wow, what's that doing? Let other people decide if you're courageous or not. You don't have to go and tell people. You don't have to tap them on the shoulder or poke them and say, hey, do you know I'm courageous? That is just nonsense, isn't it? 
And actually, you do need courage when you do this. You need courage all the time, actually, because you're always going into the unknown and there's fear. Fear is, is, is what racks us all, is what inhibits us, that keeps us in our, in our box. And, and to go beyond fear, to take courage, you know. What else, what else do you call it? I don't, I don't know if there's another word. But, you know, be careful that you don't stick your chest out when, when you are being courageous and let everybody know. Do it in a quiet way, in, 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 a, in a humble way, in a way that actually nobody even notices or hardly ever likely to notice. But actually what's going inside of you is a, is a huge step of, of courage to actually face stuff that is just so, so difficult. But if you want change, you have to go there. You're not, you're not going to change unless you are courageous, actually. But, but be careful with that. Like You have to be careful with all of this. All of this can turn on you and become an ego trip. The spiritual path can be as big an ego trip as anything. Especially if you start, I'm on the spiritual path and I'm this and I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a, a righteous person. That's the other one, isn't it? Self-righteousness. That's another one. You know... I'm, I'm, I'm a good person, I, I don't do anything wrong, etc, etc. Et All of that stuff. And, and, and Buddhists can be like that, very much so. Start bragging about how, how, how good and righteous they are. It's so easy for this to turn and become all, 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 all possession of me. Well, if you go down that road... The last, the last one you're ever going to meet is your is your inner guru. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. Um, so we have to go about it in the right way, and we have to nurture in the right way, and and and, and see it as consuming every moment of our life. Seven days, twenty four seven, as we like to say these days, and it is twenty four seven. There is no let up. There are no spaces. There's no time. There's no time off. Your meditation's in is in a box, but your training is is not in a box. It's it's full, and and that training is is full of these of of all, of all that I've been talking about of nurturing all of these these features, these qualities. And what are they all about? They're all about giving up, giving this me thing up, and discovering that part of us. That is not me, that part of us that who is the true self, the big self with the big S, not the small S, but the big S, the true self. And in order for that to be fulfilled, we've got to go about it in the right way. You know, and this ain't just a me- this ain't, this isn't just a meditation technique and fulfilling, fulfilling, the ambition of, of meditation. This is far, far, far broader than that. It embraces, embraces parts of you that, 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 that are far more challenging than sitting on a cushion for ten hours a day. Far, far more challenging. That you've got to face up to, that you've got to look at, that you've got to give up. And it is all about giving up. It's all surrender. It's all, it's all about non-attachment. Fear, we attach to fear. We attach to everything. It's all about giving up, surrendering. Finding the right way of, of 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 going about that 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 whole that whole 
aspiration of, of, of going beyond the self. Okay, that will do for today. Thank you.